0: The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere Podcast can be found.
1: And always at eppodcast.com. The holiday season is upon us. Thanksgiving is this week. I figured what better time to sit down with somebody I've been looking forward to talking to. Since we started the EP podcast, just kind of having, just having a conversation, a show, sitting here today with me. We're going to just call this episode, very easy to title, Me and the Mayor. Mayor Sexton sitting with me. How are
0: you, sir? Good, Chris. Thank you for having me. As you said, we've been trying forever to get this together. We met on a few uh, other occasions, yeah. uh, festivals and things. But glad to sit down and try and catch you up on what's happening in Evergreen
1: Park. Or the holiday. Oh, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I have been here now. I grew up at 80th and Spalding, but I went to Brother Rice. So my first experience with Evergreen Park is when I when I went to Brother Rice High School. I knew a lot of kids that were in the neighborhood in Evergreen Park. And went away, did radio, came back, and moved in here. Gosh, we're about 15 years almost here. 14, 15 years I've been in the same spot in Evergreen. And I have always been impressed with two things. One that it seems like there's always something going on, and two, that the neighborhood after living all over the country and even coming back and I spent a little bit of time living in Beverly because I was trying to figure out where I was going to be because my parents weren't in that house anymore in Ashburn. This entire area feels like home to me. It still has an old, old old-school Chicago Southside feel to me. Even though it's its own village, it has that feel to me. I've always appreciated that. And uh, you know, as as a person that lives inside the village, I think a little bit of the credit has to go to you.
0: No, it's everybody that's here,
1: Chris. This
0: is an incredible story, and it goes on for years and years and years. Um, it is a small South Side village, but it is part of the big city. So a lot of our residents have been transplanted from the city of Chicago. I always like to call Chicago our largest suburb. <laughs>
1: It's like people from St. Paul saying Minneapolis is that other little town next door. Yeah, that small one next to us is is (laughs) called Chicago. What did you think of this whole operation? Because I've gotten the impression that, like, when you saw that there was a guy doing something called the EP podcast, you're probably like, first of all, what the heck is that? And what is this going to be? I'm really curious. Like, what what, what did
0: you think? And what do you think now? I'm kind of old. I didn't know much about
1: podcasts.
0: (laughs) So I'm telling you the truth there. <laughs> but I knew you came from great stack. Oh, I appreciate okay? that. I knew you came from great stack. Tell your mother I was looking through the yearbooks the other day, looking for for another picture in the yearbook, and I
1: ran across your mass, Beautiful lady. I, mean, I don't think I've ever let anybody in on this. Uh, the mayor and my mother went to Little Flower together. Is that, is that right? Yes. Okay. And uh, was it high school? High school. Okay. She was... I didn't realize that she got she got skipped two grades at some point in grammar school. She was at the grammar school so she didn't even, like, and did, the high school she couldn't even like learn to drive until she was like towards the end of high school. She was like younger than everybody when Not she was. Not only pretty but smart. <laughs> <laughs> then
0: there was my story. I yeah. skipped I skipped one grade.
1: Oh, so you two were like young kids in the upwards. Well, no, no, kids. you
0: gotta let me finish, okay. Chris. Okay. But I had to do third grade twice. <laughs> then I skipped to fifth. <laughs> I always said it was a matter of the numbers. I just got caught up in a in a numbers game. My wife Karen said, "No, you couldn't pass." <laughs> so I did. I did skip fourth. All right. After doing third twice. Wow.
1: Time for your EP Word on the Street. Friday, December 6th, 7:30 p.m., one night only. A 1940s radio Christmas as heard on our last episode. I will be one of the stars. Actually, I saw a rehearsal. There's a lot of people more talented than me that are going to be up on that stage. Tickets are 12 bucks for adults, $10 for seniors and students. Kids under 10 are 5 bucks and they are going fast. Get them at the EP Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street. Do not forget that the EP podcast is holding its hopefully annual competition. The good people of Evergreen Park. If we see you doing something good, or if you or somebody else nominates you through our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram pages, we are handing out all kinds of prizes. Let's do some good and reward some good. And don't forget the annual Dickens Christmas Festival taking place here in Evergreen Park Saturday, December the 7th in and around the community center from 2 to 6 p.m. The EP podcast will be out there with Santa Claus, a Christmas train, trolley, music, crafters, refreshments, and the big tree lighting ceremony with our guest this week, the mayor of Evergreen Park, James Sexton. The EP podcast rolls on, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. The world is fast and busy. Sometimes you gotta get down to your speed. And the place to lower your speed and relax in Evergreen Park is at the Red Palm. You get a little island attitude at a local latitude. When you walk into the Red Palm, it's like walking into an island bar but right in Evergreen Park, with a menu like no other created by Chef Mario and cooked in a beautiful wood fire oven. Unique taste, comfort foods, and don't forget, tis the season for holiday gatherings. Whether it be a family gathering, a work gathering, the Red Palm has you covered. Their incredible banquet room with bar and specialized menu is perfect for any occasion. Get your date, Reserved now and call them at 708-581-3154. The Red Palm at 3020 West 95th Street. Island Attitude, Local Latitude. We moved here 44 years
0: ago. And I used to make fun of my mother and father because they lived in one house at 81st and Hermitage their whole life. Right, right. I said, how strange. You could live in one house your whole life. And here I am, forty four years later, the same in one house. house, same house, and that'll be it. Is most of the family still around in here in evergreen? or all three kids are here, yeah. and all all five of their grandkids go to district one twenty four?
1: Uh, I want to get into a lot of stuff today. we're going to we're going spend the show here with you, but i I, I, I kind of wanted to first start off with some of the events that are going on this holiday season because they the two big seasons are, of course, the summer. There's so much going on. When I talk to the people that work for you in all the different departments that's one of their busiest times and now has to be busy as well because there's so many things that are happening we have you know Thanksgiving I know the food pantry will be doing stuff right off the bat and then we'll lead right into there's a there's a play that I know Glenn Panuski's putting on which he's asked me and my daughter to be in that's going to be happening at the senior center on the 6th and then the 7th is the tree lighting ceremony correct correct and now they
0: start out with the pantry they always do a huge Thanksgiving uh Drop-off. Right. So the people will come by the, uh, the hall, pick up their Thanksgiving dinners, uh, and also the high school, uh, thanks to Pete's Fresh Market, donates uh, dinners to the needy, uh, the infirmed uh, seniors that can't get out, those that don't have families. The high school students and the Board of Ed uh, package and cook for the Less fortunate on Thanksgiving morning, starting at eleven a.m. to I believe eleven to two, but they'll also deliver to their homes.
1: How important is it to you? Because I I just spoke with with the folks over at the food pantry recently. How big of a deal is it for you that there's that there is something like that here in the village? Because to me, that is I mean that was an amazing operation to learn about a few weeks ago here on the podcast, and that episode's still up if people want to go check it out. But it seems like that. I mean, it's, the village is supporting it, and they were almost surprised at how much support they get from the village. Like, they were like, they don't really need to do so much to help us, but they're constantly doing everything they can to help us out over there. And then it seems to serve an awful lot of people from all four corners of Evergreen Park.
0: Well, it does. And how can you say no to full time volunteers? They're some of the most wonderful people. They go over there and volunteer, not and paid one cent. For the hours that they put in at the pantry we let them use our old howard uh, fire station to store their food and pass it out and sort it Uh, but they're all volunteers so when they're asked for some help from the village i think it would be our small part to help them to help the less fortunate and they have a big day on thanksgiving they'll have 150 people come through there looking for a turkey a ham and some food to get through uh, the holiday with. We're all not as fortunate as you and I. How long have you been a mayor? 20 years, almost 20 years.
1: 20 years you've been a mayor of every 2001. Ever-report. So in that time, you've probably dealt with a lot of different things. It, if you had the rank order of importance and like things that you have to do as a mayor or things that you overlook, uh, how high is it just quality of life of the people that are inside Compared to things like, you know, bringing in revenue, bring you know, your police force, things like that. But I mean, that's a quality of life type thing to make sure that you don't have people kind of slipping behind with something like that food pantry or projects like that.
0: Well, we would never want anybody to be left out, Chris. So anytime we can help, as I said, we're fortunate. And I don't know that during the holiday season that we look around enough to see who is not as fortunate. My kids, my grandkids, they get most anything they need. But there's people out there that can't afford it uh, because they're out of work, they're sick. Uh, so we need to help those during this time of year that, that need our support. And it makes you feel better. I don't care. We can set up the plaza, we can have a great police department, a great fire department, a great recreation department, all of these good people that work here. But I get a good feeling when we're able to bring a smile to somebody's face during the holidays cuz no one else
1: wanted to bring a smile to their face. You know, I think about the comparison between what it must be like to be mayor of let's say this village and being maybe the mayor of like a like like Lori Lightfoot, okay, in Chicago, where she probably gets whisked to 15-20 events a day. And you get the opportunity when you're at these events to kind of like, you know, talk to the people that are actually around a little bit more. Do you, do, could you imagine yourself being like a large city mayor? Because I would imagine you've seen the difference firsthand. It's, it's great. I get to go out and touch
0: people. I can see people and talk to them every day, whether it's in the local food store or if it's at these festivals. And they give me ideas. They give me challenges. They, they sometimes criticize what I do or we do. And we take that into account and try and fix it. But it's great to see people. You know, it's funny how everywhere I go, I, I know somebody and know their name. And it's like, how do you remember that many names? How do you remember that person? When you've done this for a while and you've met these people on multiple occasions, you get to know their name and their families. All of our kids grew up together and our grandkids now grow up together. Um, it's great. I wouldn't want uh, Lori Lightfoot's job or... Uh, her predecessors, uh, it looks like you'd get lost in a maze. Right. I would. I could imagine it would be something like that. I'm, and I think you lose the personal effect when you have that many people. You're shaking hands and you're saying hello, but you don't know who you're saying hello to. And you don't know
1: how you affect their daily life. So you're getting an idea you know, in real time, you're saying, when you go out to these events and stuff like that policies or ideas that you guys might do or things that you've already done or things that may need to be fixed. You're getting that picture while you're out talking with people. Absolutely. I'm always taking notes. It might be a a
0: street light out in front of somebody's house. It might be a can, a garbage can that's broken. They don't have the time to get up here or maybe they don't have the time to call us. But they'll say, hey, can you look at this light? Certainly we can. I'll make a note, bring it back in here and then have one of our our, our people uh,
1: rectified for them. That's why we're here. We work for you. Have you ever had a thing like, I mean, 20 years, I mean, uh, you ever have a moment where you felt like something that you were going to do or something you did do or something like that, and then after talking with people you changed course where you're just like, you know what, this seemed like it was a great idea. And now that I've kind of talked to a few different people about it, I'm like, you know what, maybe we could adjust that a little bit or make some sort of a tweak to it. Does that happen? Absolutely. There's a lot
0: smarter people out there than myself. So if I'm not listening, I'm not learning. Yeah, people give us suggestions as to how to do this, how to do that. We just had a situation at the dog park where we have a sewer in there. We were having some drainage party uh, problems, and we put a sewer in, and the sewer can't be covered over because uh, obviously it wouldn't accept the water. So the dog, a, a small dog got his hoof caught in the, the sewer. Mm. And people called and asked, if we could put a fence around it. I haven't been in the dog park, don't have a dog, love dogs, but don't have one. Right. So, yeah, there's a, an instance where we got two or three calls about this hazard inside the dog park.
1: So Gavin went out and put a little fence around it. Hence, we solved the problem. Imagine in another place if you actually had a problem, how long it would take to get that fixed. Like, I always think of that, like, how hard it would be. And I don't even compare my brain just to Chicago. I think of, like, the other town. I mean, I lived in Wheeling, West Virginia. That would have taken forever. You know, I lived in, like, Reno, Nevada. That would have taken forever. I mean, like, it's not just, like, it's not the, it's most cities aren't like that, okay? I've been out in other suburbs that I don't think things would move that quickly. But we have great people. And I don't say that
0: to blow smoke, Chris. They, these are the most incredible group of people to be working with. You said earlier, working for. They don't work for me. They work with me. We're all the same level. We all try and go out and do what we can to keep the public happy. Street guys are out working double time and extra hours to pick up the leaves right now. We're probably one of the only suburbs in America that picks up the leaves curb to curb.
1: Oh, yeah, I've never seen it. So uh, they're out there. The first year I was here and people were doing it, I was like, what are these people doing? They're all shooting leaves in the street. Uh, (laughs)
0: And and it's it's an old habit, and it's hard to break. (laughs) But um, people are used to it, so we'll continue to do that. But our people go out and do such a great job at picking those up. Typically right before Thanksgiving, might be um, Tuesday, Wednesday. They'll say, I'm having a big crowd uh, Thanksgiving Day, and they haven't picked up my leaves. Can they come over here now? And we're not always able to do that right. uh, because they do it in sections. And there's so many leaves, and they come down at such a different time every year, it becomes difficult. But when people do call for special services,
1: we're glad to, to ob- oblige them. You know, I, I was thinking about while you were talking about how it's easy for you to sit there. I, I mean, I'm not going to ever – I'm never going to try to put anything out there that says it's easy. It, it, I make it seem like, you know, it's easier for you to do things in Evergreen. What you're doing, a lot of people can't do in their other suburbs, What you guys are pulling off. But it's it's more streamlined in Evergreen when something needs to be done. That's what I should be saying. How easy or difficult is it for you to deal with – the bordering areas to evergreen you're surrounded on three sides by chicago you have oak Lawn on the other end and the perfect example is 103rd and Kedzie. just recently chicago comes over and they redo the they scrape up the street and then they didn't do anything with it for like a week and a half and then when they finally put it in there they didn't put any lines down there for a couple of days and if that would have continued which now i think they be, i believe they finally put temporary lines out there or something like that it's not ours but it affects people that are in that area of Evergreen. If it started to become something where people were calling you saying, you know, even though it doesn't start for 100 feet there, Evergreen, after that intersection, like, is there anything you can do? Do you have an open line with Chicago or Oak Lawn where Uh, you're able to make a call? Absolutely. We have a great working
0: working relationship with Alderman O'Shea. Uh, So you go to the Alderman? Yeah, I would talk to the Alderman. He's always available. We work very closely together. Uh, And the... Uh, IDOT, that was an IDOT project. I'll give you a a quick uh, bit of history on that. We we had gotten the uh, funding through the um, South Suburban mayors and managers to have uh, 87th Street to 135th and and Kedzie repaved. So all of a sudden, 103rd to one hundred fifteen got carved out and got done. I asked the guy at IDOT the other night, why? Well, the city wanted to push theirs up. And I said, but doesn't it make a lot more sense to do it from 87th to
1: 135th? So it was going to run kids. from 87th to 135th. Yeah, and, and they the city cut was, out their the, piece. Chicago was like, just do ours now? Yes. <laughs> so, hence, the price went up.
0: Right. If you're going to do more, it's going to cost you less. And I kind of laughed that that's typically the way the iDot does things. Right, right. Okay, it's all federal money. But if it was done in one lump like it was supposed to be, the cost would have been down. But the city cut out their piece, 103rd to 115th. They let them cut it out, and
1: they did the smaller pieces. So when you're saying cost, is that IDOT's cost, our cost, Chicago's cost? Well, federal
0: government, yeah, everything is
1: our cost. If you're a
0: taxpayer, it's
1: it's our cost.
0: Yes. That's amazing. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. I used to go through suburbs and and see them lay in new streets, and then two, three years later, they'd come through and put sewers in. Why didn't you put the sewers in before you laid the new asphalt?
1: Right. So when we do things here in Evergreen, now 95th is a state road, right? State Highway, so as is it's a is state Kedzie, highway. As is 87th. And Kedzie, and, K- and Kedzie is. Yes. And 87th is. So in reality, all of your, your, your major thoroughfares are unfortunately not under your control because they, the state would do all that repaving Correct. stuff, right? Correct. Yes. That's it. That's that. That's got to be difficult to kind of deal with when you're sitting there and you got your city, but you you get an intersection that runs right through the heart of it that you have no control over in terms of like it the becomes of. difficult. But yeah. we
0: also have great representation: a state rep with Kelly Burke and Bill Cunningham is our state senator, uh, John Daly is our county commissioner with Stanley Moore. So we have great working relationships, and you have to work on those things. You have to to create a, a friendship
1: with these people that that are working with you. Right, cuz if you're not working with them, it doesn't matter what you want to do cuz no. you're going to need outside help no matter what. Absolutely. You do. Like yes. the buck doesn't completely all the time stop with at the mayor's office just as much as it doesn't stop at their office because collectively everybody kind of has to work together to we get these bigger projects. We all have to work
0: together done. to make it to make it happen.
1: Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things? When Tom Walsh is nearby, he's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you, focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy, and he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Rice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor, located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP, at 111th and Kedzie. Member SIPC. One of the things that I've heard about you and which I think is really incredible to me, and I think I brought it up here on the show before is the involvement that you have when it comes to some of the small businesses here in Evergreen even getting started in Evergreen, okay? Like Unidad, who I've done some things with before, they always tell the story how you pulled up in front of their house because you had heard that they were looking at a place. Okay, Thithi, she told me that, uh, that you were extremely helpful when it came time to decide whether or not she was going to open up her restaurant Right on Kedzie Avenue, or if she was going to go someplace else because she originally was looking someplace else. The little extra that came from the mayor's office. How much of that are you doing a year? Like, are you? I imagine you walking around talking to a lot of small businesses. Is that? Am I right in
0: that? We've had two or three conversations today. When I get done with your podcast, I'm going to meet some banking people from this area from Beverly Bank at Unidad, Jamie and Sal, and yeah, they'd sat just at this table. Yeah. They were going somewhere else, and I said, to hell with they somewhere else. You ought to be here. Right. This is your hometown. Now, you know the success that's going on over there. Oh, yeah. I was at your other second favorite place, uh, 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 Core Fitness today.
1: Oh, I was going to ask you about and that. And
0: it was a lady in Core Fitness asking me about Unidad,
1: you that she had been there. She was an accountant. She had been there. And how wonderful it was. Now You mentioned CORE, and you can help me out here a little bit, because CORE has been really nice enough, and they, they've 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 been advertising with the EP podcast. And the one thing I haven't had a chance to talk about, because I haven't done physical therapy over there, is the idea of doing physical therapy. You had something happen to you a few years ago, and luckily you were able to recover from what happened to you. You had to go over there to CORE, and you told a story recently about them in front of the people at uh when you gave your state chamber. of the village. Yeah, yeah at the and, chamber, And you yes. sat there and you gave that you gave that story. What was that, I mean, going in there and, and working there, kind of give me a difference of what happened before, how you were feeling before, and, and how you felt after you worked out over there.
0: Well, a quick history. I spent 45 days in Christ Hospital with the neurological problems because, because of the encephalitis, which was the West Nile. I
1: didn't know if we wanted to bring that up. That's why no, I tapped the answer It's not... <laughs> I mean, everybody in the village knows you had West Nile, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to like jump no, right that's into that. Sorry, right. I don't want anybody else to get
0: it. Even right, my right. worst enemy should not get that. So, forty-five days in there, a couple of weeks in intensive, then to RIC, which is the Shirley Ryan Rehabilitation Institute, and then I went to a doctor in Oakland, an orthopedic guy, and I will never forget. Karen and I. I went in there at seven o'clock in the morning, and he stumbles in, and he says. Uh, Boy, you're you're done. Really? Yeah. He said, your shoulders and arms and neck will never be the same. Really? And he said, but I, you know, I got therapy here. Um, and if you want to do therapy here, I said, No, that's okay. Oh, yeah, I so wouldn't I, stay with a guy that told you. I, you were I done. got a little bit, I got a little bit different <laughs> view of what how this is going to turn out. Right. And we went over to Core and as I think I told the people at the the uh, chamber outing um, luncheon was that when i went into core i couldn't touch my ass with either hand right okay and their physical therapy and the things they do over there are so incredible uh, i'm probably 95% of what i was prior to that my right hand didn't work at all they told me put it in your pocket Put it in your windbreaker and leave it there because you'll probably never use it again. Wow. Core didn't believe that. Uh Colleen and Diane over there took a special interest and said, You're not going to fail. You're going to do this. And you they work you like crazy. Started doing uh something called activation. That's a new technique. Um and they they're just they're so wonderful and they take everything personal. They took me as a personal problem and believe me, I was a problem when you can't sit or stand or do a lot of different things
1: and somebody's telling you it's not going to get any better. Well, he'll go but on, they they, he'll go they, they, yeah, they they said they said we can fix it but you got somebody who told you beforehand yeah. that's it. And they told me they could fix it and I said let's go. Wow. It's an amazing story. I did not expect that. Would, uh, you know, that's an amazing story. And I
0: wasn't going to take no for an answer. I got five grandkids. I've got three kids here. I don't want them all looking at me like I was done. Right. We had a lot of work to do here.
1: Now that's going on. There'll be eight years this August. When that happened, I mean, it w- I would imagine you at that point are just trying to make sure that you get better. And and other people kind of had to pick up the slack. Oh, a lot of people to take picked care picked of things around slack. here yeah. when when you a were. A lot of people. Picked did you up think the that slack. that was it then? Like, I mean, it must have crossed your mind at some point. Like, that's it. This is the end of my term as time as mayor. No, I won't be able to do never. anything or anything never. like that.
0: I think we were back in here uh, within the forty five days, or shortly after the forty five days. Right. We're back in with a a wheelchair or a walker. I mean, it took it day by day, but work was important. Work was as great for mental therapy as the physical therapy was. Right, You get around to see people that you love and you want to be with and you make things happen, and it kind of gets the adrenaline flowing again. You know, we had work to do. We were in the midst of the, uh, the plaza deal. We were in the midst of the uh, deal over on the old golf course. I never forget they had that protest out there that day. Uh, the... Uh, African American group contractors had a protest out there because Menards wasn't using enough african American workers on uh construction workers on their site, but I went out there that had it was a pretty st- tough day because we were out there for two or three hours with the protest and you're you're still
1: in the state I, that you were in
0: i was in a I was in a walker, yeah, so I went out there with the walker met with those folks who become very good friends in the long run, Ed Gardner and a lot of his people. Um, And we settled it. We got some more people of color working on a particular job. So they had a a good uh, So you didn't uh, stop? No, you couldn't stop. Right. you stop,
1: somebody would step on you.
0: Right, right. No, you can't stop. Just keep going.
1: Companies that offer insurance at low prices may not cover what you need, just what you paid for. Cutting your auto insurance coverage could end up costing you thousands in the end. Mike Thauer at Country Financial offers what cut rate insurers cannot. Peace of mind. Mike's a lifelong resident of Evergreen Park with his offices right at 3923 West 95th Street in the EP. Mike has policies that stand up to life's challenges and protect what you value most. He'll help you make a smart decision, not a costly one. Call Mike Thauer, your local country insurance representative, 708-425-1559, and protect what matters most. Policies issued by Country Mutual Insurance Company, Country Preferred Insurance Company, or Country Casualty Insurance Company, Bloomington, Illinois. So take me through a typical day. Take me kind of through typically like how much is spent like village stuff and how that, that's going on right now and how much is going like big picture stuff that you're looking at.
0: Well, you always start out with we get in, read all the police reports, uh, you know, see what the activity. Every the, day to down the, take yeah, a look at the. Police. the night before right. was, is there anything I need to speak with the chief um, Saunders or Chief Kleinhaus about? Any trends that we're seeing? Uh, we're getting ready, by the way, uh, to put our uh, extra effort into the holiday season. We will have our police officers out walking and talking. With all of our retail businesses, so they're going to be visible. They're going, be, to, be, they're going to be on for, 95th. Be cops street, on they're be, street. Yes. Okay. They'll park cars out there. They'll be at the plaza. They'll be at the old golf course property. They'll be out walking and talking. So the bad guys know that they're there. Right. We have enough 62 sw- uh, sworn full-time police officers.
1: That's. Probably three times the national average. As you know, and we've talked about it before you sat down on a microphone. My father was a Chicago cop for 34 years. Your dad was and my yeah. dad was. so and we kind of learned. And he has made comments to me like we were just talking the other day about like you know what police you know like how there's not enough police here, there's not enough police here, and he goes, but you, you live in the Cadillac a police districts. you guys have you guys seem to be on the ball over there. That's what you deserve. Right. And if you don't feel
0: safe, you'll leave. And we don't want anybody to leave. So this holiday season, Thanksgiving and Christmas, we will have extra patrols with uniformed officers and plainclothes officers in these stores on a regular basis, talking to the retailers, seeing if there's any crimes with, patterns with crimes to them. We need that information from them, too. After we get done with that in the morning, we get the mail, we open up the mail, see what's happening with the mail, with emails and things, and uh, then we start... Like everybody else does at their
1: office. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: And a a large portion of my time is spent around economic development, so that's calling people. I had a couple meetings this morning with some people looking to sell property or redevelop property. We try and help them. Unlike some of our neighbors, the new plaza has worked out really well. And I encourage everybody while we're talking about this, keep the green and evergreen. That 1% sales tax that the state returns to us goes right here. It goes to picking up those leaves. It goes to police. It goes to fire. It goes to snow removal. So when you spend 1% in Orland Park or Oak Lawn or even in Chicago, you're not getting a bang back for your buck. Spend your money here. We have enough large retailers, a national. We have enough small mom and pop. Have your party at a local restaurant. Have your family Christmas party at a local restaurant. We every every year have my wife's party at the Red Palm. Right. It's a beautiful banquet room back there, and we encourage people to spend their money in Evergreen Park, especially around the holidays, because if They're not making money, they're not gonna be here,
1: and we got a vacancy. So keep the green and evergreen and enjoy this holiday season kicking off this week. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, for helping us kick it off right here on the EP Podcast. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. We'll see you next week.
0: Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's
1: going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the new Another show is
0: wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. The
1: Basement,
0: Broadcast
1: Basement, The is Basement, The Broad Basement. Sláinte! We're done. We're,
0: we're done. Yeah, we're done. We're it's just like, sitting here it's talking. like a whole show, yeah. We're, we we're, take this thing away so we can talk.
1: Oh, yeah, we could just hang out. We <laughs> want to do that. You can, on,
0: you can come You come over to Unit, Dad.
1: <laughs> My wife would love that. Huh. <laughs> but business
0: is business, Chris.
1: Hey, I had to go. I had to go,
0: sweetheart. The mayor said. mayor said I had to go. mayor said come over. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the EPPodcast.com.